Hello out there in podcast line and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, but not this week. We crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Adam and Cowboy. Hello! If I were a candy bar, I'd be an almond joy because I feel like a nut. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're watching My Birthday Pick. Which is 1989's Batman? Yes, well done. I, I today I heard your episode of Maestro's pick. Oh, okay, and I feel like I feel like <laughs> at the end of the episode when he said what this movie was going to be, it was like that scene in the Two Towers where Gandalf said, "On the third day, look to the east, and I will be there." <laughs> I feel like that's what this movie is. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is my salvation. <laughs> oh my god! Did you have you seen Falcon Rising? Uh, no, okay. I've never even heard of it. That's fine. You, you don't need to. <laughs> but it has uh, Spawn. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Spawn is the main guy. Mike, okay. Michael. I, I can never say his name. Michael J. Jai. Jai. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you can listen to the podcast if you've listened to the podcast and you know everything you need to know about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, listened, I listened to it this morning at work. Perfect. Then you already have everything you need. Yeah. So thank you so <laughs> much for, uh, for this pick. Uh. Uh-huh. So um, I picked this because it's a movie I've always wanted us to do. And it's funny because – you know, I always bash the Marvel movies. I always bash just superhero movies in general. Yeah, but this 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 movie holds a special place in my heart. Well, this is before we were saturated with them. This was like yeah. this was a, this was a diamond in the rough. Like, hey, they they Man. they can do that. Yeah, because it was the Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. and then it was Superman two, and then Superman. Th- I think there were four Supermans. We did. Remember, we did the fourth one yes. with the, the nuclear match. Oh my god! Yeah. And then they did Batman a few years after that one. Well, there, there, there was also that Captain America one that we did. Oh, but that was in the nineties. Oh, was it the nineties? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, this was eighty nine. If you would have had to make me guess, I would have said that was seventies. <laughs> that one was also really bad. Oh well, I mean, I I want to hear why this movie holds a special place in your heart, but before you do. Um, let me tell you that Batman is my least favorite out of oh. every hero movie. And I won't even say superhero because the guy's not super at all. Um, <laughs> he has zero superhuman abilities at all. He's got gadgets and stuff like that. He might as well be um, Inspector Gadget in my eyes. Uh, but no, I've never been a big fan of DC in general. So okay. let me just put that out there. That's fair. Uh, but Batman, for some reason, I don't know. I love this movie, though, because it takes me back to my childhood when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Before I had any critical thinking and was really into comics and, and Marvel and, and anything like that. Um, but I don't know. I, I actually did something this movie that I don't normally do. I pulled an Adam and started taking notes. Oh. Um <laughs> And I think I ruined the movie even more for myself this time. <laughs> <laughs> I do have, so I do have I, quite a bit of notes as well myself. I apologize ahead of time, Matt. I, I know this holds something near and dear to your heart, and, but I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let, me, let me jump into the normal. And we'll go from there. All right. This movie was right. directed by Tim Burton and stars Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, 
Jack Palance, and Billy D. Williams. Billy D. The Dark Knight of Gotham City begins his war on crime with his first major enemy being Jack Napier, a criminal who becomes the clown, clownishly homicidal Joker. I ask this every episode. I already know the answer. Have you guys ever seen this before? Absolutely. Several times. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. So uh, when I say this movie holds a special place in my heart, <laughs> I saw this in theaters when I was five. My godfather took me to see it. And then on Christmas, my grandma got me this movie on VHS. And I watched it for a year, I'd say almost every single day. Oh, so wow. There are lines in this movie that are just like burned into my brain. There are scenes that are just burned into my brain. I was watching it. Uh, and Sarah was on her phone on the couch with Brahmi, and I was just saying dialogue. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I'm just saying dialogue, like yeah, like in the like the casino scene. Uh, we have more things to worry about than ghosts and goblins. Like I said it exactly how he did. Uh, all the Jack Palance scenes. I was just saying, is that you, Sugar Bub? Saying it in the right like cadence tone, and Sarah was like, "Why are you even watching this?" Like, I go, "Well, because I have to." But uh, I had the Batman and Joker action figure. Um, I remember they bought me like the Batman cereal, like the cereal tie-in. It was a, it was a, who's the, oh, Captain, it's pretty much Captain Crunch little corn things, but it was just shaped like a bat. Okay. That's what I do remember. And I remember there was just Batman t-shirts, Batman hats, Batman toys, Batman. It was bat, the summer of Batman that year. Nice. Yeah, but Batman was my first superhero of all time. That, that's uh-huh. it was. Uh, I grew up on the animated series, uh, and then uh, the Adam West versions. I even remember watching those a lot when I was when I was young. And then when this movie came out, it was the the first time that it it was. Uh, it was it was a, a darker version. I mean, the animated series is pretty dark, but it's still also a cartoon, so you can't, it's yeah. just, you can't get so dark. And seeing this version of of the Batman was like, oh. It, it, it made it more real. Like uh, maybe this could be a thing that happened in real life, <laughs> especially because he doesn't have superpowers. Like Cowboy was saying, this could be an actual guy that does these actual things. Like badass. Yeah. Well, the animated <laughs> series was inspired by this movie. Oh, is that right? Animated, yeah. The animated series didn't start until 91 or 92. Oh, I must've saw this movie late then. I thought I saw it earlier in my life, but I, this movie I think came for me later. Wow. My timeline yeah, is all I'm, messed up. My my first memory of this movie before I saw the movie, um, I don't know exactly when CDs started coming out and taking over the cassette disc or the cassettes, the cassette players. Probably the early nineties. Yeah, but my very first CD I ever bought was the Batman soundtrack. Oh, and oh, those yeah. CDs. Yeah, those CDs. Okay. Yeah, everything's MP3s. No, they used to make these small little discs that are small laser discs that would play the music at them. Okay, yeah. I thought you were yeah. talking about DVDs for movies. No, since no, we're, no, Since no. we're doing no, a movie no, podcast, no. you see. Actual soundtracks <laughs> like CDs where you, you know, it. they started taking over cassette tapes. All right, all right. And uh, I begged my mom and my dad to give me my allowance or give me some money early so I can go next door from the laundromat and buy the Batman CD uh, because I thought it looked cool. <laughs> and I loved the colors of a CD when you flipped it over. It had the little rainbowy color, you know, yeah. on it. It was just the coolest thing. And I remember this distinctly because I bought that CD and I didn't tell my parents what I wanted to buy next door. And I come back with the CD, yet I didn't have a CD player. Oh, no. 
That's so a bad plan. I had this CD and it looked cool. And I could tell people, yeah, yeah, I got that CD. Or I bought the CD, but I had no way of playing it. I didn't own a CD player. Fantastic. It was so new and they were so expensive. It wasn't until a couple years down the road that I actually got a boom box in my room that played a CD. All right. <laughs> so I, I busted out my DVD for, for this. What's the most uh, What's the most recent time you've seen this movie besides this viewing? Uh, it was on TV a few years ago on cable. Okay, and I I, I I caught it there. All right, so so there was a time you saw it after spoilers goggles were invented. Yes. Was there Was there any Did it take away anything for you? There. You know what? You know what's funny? It's It's funny because this is remember my list the cable movie all stars. Yeah. This is on that list. Okay. It's on. I'll stop it and I'll watch it. What's funny is before, if I don't have to watch a movie for this, I'll just watch a movie. But then for some reason, like I noticed a few things where I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I, I took a little bit of notes, but there were just watching. There were some things where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that never came back into play or whatever. Yep. But I still enjoy it. It's more nostalgia. Like even though the, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is like better per se. Oh, for sure. But this one just, so my thing with this movie, we might as well start talking about it. For me, the the big draw of this movie is Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Oh, hell yes. And I think everyone was just blown away by Heath Ledger's Joker that they forgot how good Jack was in this role. I had that same thought as I was watching this time. Like I remember, I, I thought I remembered how he was and then seeing it, I was like, Oh no, no, he was. Yeah. Because looking back now, it, it seems crazy that you could do better than than Heath Ledger did, and but now watching this again, like okay, that's that's why I had the thoughts of he he wouldn't be able to when 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 it first got announced. Yes, like, it, it was it was fantastic. And that's the only reason why I like this movie. But he, he, was, yeah, he was also very Jack Nicholsony though. That that was a kind of interesting thing. <laughs> So I, I guess his normal way is already very much like the Joker. Uh-huh. Just the way he is in life. I can imagine him, uh, like the different roles that he does end up playing. Like it's, uh, I always go to uh, As Good As It Gets because that's my favorite Nicholson movie of all time. But the, when he does certain things like, like and the faces and stuff, it's like, no, that, uh-huh. that, that could, yeah, that's Jokery. It's, it's, it's kind of Jokery still. It's fantastic. Yeah, so he was the top draw. On the credits, it's not Michael Keaton versus it's Jack. Yeah. So, what, what is it that you enjoyed uh, about his Jokerness the most? So, um, I think he's more of what the comic book, the traditional comic book Joker is, uh, whereas the Heath Ledger version is like a like a the Joker has evolved over time, where he became like a homicidal maniac. Right. But the Joker wasn't like funny. And actually, for me, my favorite Joker is still Mark Hamill from the animated series. Oh, yep. Yeah. Whenever I read a Batman comic that has the Joker, I hear Mark Hamill's voice when I, when I read the, the dialogue. But um, he still has to, like, be humorous and funny, which what Heath Ledger wasn't. No. I, th- I think there's maybe one or two jokes that he did, but it, they, they were just kind of, like, not really joke jokes. Mm-hmm. They were, uh, like, the whole disappearing pencil thing i think that was supposed oh, to be kind yeah. of a joke but like not really a joke just kind of a wow you're dark dude <laughs> yeah. so the joker's supposed to be not that dark but he's also supposed to be like funny mm-hmm. and jack has a good mix and yeah he's very jack 
Jack Nick Nicholasy <laughs> yeah. in this role. He's essentially doing Jack Nicholson like I feel like he got the script and they're like, you need to be like really funny like like a clown. And he's just like, Listen, Junior, I'm Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, you're gonna see my Joker. I don't care about your what Joker you have on the page there. I got my uh, own Joker. I'm gonna bring in. <laughs> I liked how Jack Nicholson was able to be goofy and, and funny and telling a joke, and then you knew right away when he flipped and became serious. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he was very he was evil. You saw the evil, and you saw the joking whimsical i don't give a fuck about anything kind of character all in the same scene and it was like flipping a coin over and you can tell when that happened every single time yeah even the scene where he is his face is revealed to him and he starts laughing there's even during that scene there's a back and forth between the angry gangster guy and then then the the maniacal laughter and then just that 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 the whole scene I think very well captured the transformation of Jack Napier to the Joker. Is is that the when Jack Palance sees him? The, is that you, Sugar Bums? No, no. Like when he's when he's taking his bandages off. The, even that. Oh, with the, oh, with the surgeon. Yeah. That, that German surgeon. Look with the tools I have to work with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, that, that that alone somehow was was extra powerful. The the way they pulled it off for me. But uh. mirror. <laughs> That that scene, um, every time I see that scene where he's sitting there shaking his hand out, like, give me the damn mirror, you know, yep. give, give me the mirror, give me the mirror. He, he does that so well. You can, you can just, just seeing his hand shaking like that, you, you know exactly how he's feeling. And there's no facial expressions or anything you see. He captures that. You know, and it, one thing I don't, I didn't remember uh, from watching it before was the character of Jack Napier. And how much I didn't really like that character. <laughs> the, the the when he's in the the whole scene at the beginning, uh, the uh, the thing that irked me was when he got ratted out. When he goes to the whole goes to the building, and he sees he opens the safe, it's empty, and he's just kind of like, "Well, we've been ratted out, boys. Watch your backs." Like that should have been a flip out moment. And we got to get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> uh, They're just kind of like, well, shit, I guess it was our turn to get screwed. Let's walk around some more. Oh, there's the cops. Bang, bang, bang. It, it, was, uh, way, it was way too casual. Because uh, uh, <laughs> and then but then when Jack, when he becomes a Joker, he's he's a crazy person. He's, uh, he's, he's very emotional. Where the Jack Napier was just kind of like, well, that sucks. I like when I, my favorite Jack Napier moment is when he's with uh, Carl Grissom's lady. And she goes, you look fine. And he turns around and he goes, I didn't ask. Yeah. I, I feel like that was Jack Nicholson, <laughs> not, not Jack Napier. Yeah. And I feel like the original character, they only, I feel like the character Jack Napier, they only called him Jack. So he didn't have to like learn a new character. <laughs> like his name's Jack, right? Like me. Perfect. Yeah. Let's go. Does, does he have a name in the comics, comic books? No. In the comics, you don't know who he is. There's no origin story for for the, for him. Yeah, his his origin story is that is he falls into a vat of chemicals when okay. he's dressed like the red. So there was a comic that came out called The Killing Joke by Grant Morrison, the Ooh. guy who wrote uh, Watchmen and V for Vendetta. And there's a movie about that too. Yes, there's an animated movie. Yep, I have uh, it. I've seen, that's a great one. Yeah, so um, he's like a. This isn't like the canon origin story of the Joker, but a lot of people like refer to this as. 
he's a failed stand-up comedian who's married, and he somehow gets involved in a bank robbery with these criminals, and he wears uh, this costume, uh, he, uh, the Red Hood costume. So he's wearing a tux with like a giant red, uh, like cone head mask. And then when Batman shows up, he he falls into the vat of chemicals and he turns into the Joker. Mm. So they took that aspect of it, the the falling into the chemicals. Okay, but him being like a a, a mob enforcer, uh, no. that's not in the comics. Okay, yeah. Mm. Let's see. Uh, another thing that I I curious on the, on your guys's notes. Okay, yeah. Okay. The, the first one I have is the showmanship of Batman. Uh, the, the first time you see him, he does the whole. Oh, you mean Dracula? <laughs> the what? You mean Dr- Dracula? You mean Dracula? Yeah. The, the showmanship of Dracula and the, the flailing <laughs> of the cape and. Yeah, it seemed a little weird. I was like, why are you doing that? If, if that's there's no practical effect for that. It's just we need to be uh, we need to make it look more ominous. So. Raise up your cape really high. What? In the first scene where he comes out and he's holding both ends of his cape out, you you can tell the extensions that he's holding up right in his hands uh, to yeah. to have the, the the wings go out even further. And this, uh, that was that was my first note as well. Yeah, very very good. <laughs> I got my Adam goggles on for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing I like about this movie now that you look at it in the world of Marvel is that. If this movie was made now, the first hour would be Bruce Wayne as a kid, and then his parents die, and then him training. and it, They would have done the whole Batman Begins right. thing. The thing I like about this movie is we're three minutes into a Batman movie, and Batman's already there, ready to fight. Yeah, they did get to it pretty quick. That compared to the superhero movies that exist now. Yeah. My second note is uh, we go back now to Bruce Manor. When he's got the party going on there, and uh, the the uh, Gordon has to leave early, so he's like, "Oh, we, I think we should leave, sir. We got to get out of here." Uh-huh. He goes to hit the Batcave, and he's rewinding his security tapes. His <laughs> <laughs> VHS security system. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, of course that's from the time, but uh-huh. he's got all this technology, and he's still using VHS tapes for a security system. I thought that was great. <laughs> Or how about the, the, the mirror has three cameras that are oscillating, but they're all pretty much in the same shot. Right. He's getting the exact same shot. Right. Or, or maybe just don't oscillate them then. Just have them point in three different directions. You got the whole room covered. If they're yeah. both oscillating, what's the point of that? You'd be combing so through footage all day. Note. Uh-huh. I want to go to my note after this one because you're talking about the, the, the Bruce Manor mansion, the, the banquet that they're having. Yeah. Where Vicky, Vicky Vale mm-hmm. is there. And the reporter's there. And then let's fast forward to uh, Vicky Vale's first date with uh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, right. And Back at the manor. They're in the, they're in the dining hall. And I don't understand the stupidity of the line that Bruce Wayne goes, did you have trouble finding the house? Right. It's the biggest house in Dude. the city. Right. Not only that, but you met her at your house right. at the banquet. Of course, <laughs> yeah. she's already been to your house. Yeah. How does she not have any idea where the house is if she's already been there? I think that was meant to illustrate that he's not good with chicks, which I feel like that's against the Batman thing, right? Isn't he kind of playboy or at least the Christian yeah. Bale version is? Bruce Wayne is supposed to be like a like a like a, a, a playboy, right? So he he can't be awkward with Vicky Vale. That was kind of that was kind of weird for me too. Like what? Unless that's his shtick of like, oh, I'm just a humble billionaire, you know. 
I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it seemed like that seemed like that was the character he was he was trying to play as Bruce Wayne is, you know, he he buys all this exquisite stuff from all the way around the world because it's it's it means something, you know. He's very compassionate and they mean something like he all it's like the Bruce Wayne you see on the date in the dining room is a different Bruce Wayne than you see in that room where all the armor and stuff is from around the world. He was very suave in there talking about all this stuff, like, you know, but then when he's alone with Vicky Vale by himself, he's kind of feels awkward. Well, he was, he was kind of goofy in the armor room a little bit. I, I thought yeah, he, cra- he cracked a joke, but I mean, he just seemed more sure of himself. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's well, see. I want to ask you guys something. The, the one thing that a lot of people don't like about this movie is Robert Wool as Alexander Knox, the reporter. What were you guys thoughts on him? Trying to be the comic relief of the movie, I thought it was fine. I, I didn't have any issues with it. I mean, it was it was a little, it was obvious he was supposed to be the funny guy, but it wasn't it wasn't so egregious. It was like, oh, get this guy off the screen. Um, he's no Jake uh, Jake Joe Johansson JJ JJ God damn it from from Spider Man. Oh, J Jonah Jameson. J Jonah Jameson, <laughs> yeah. As far as like that, that's kind of more a very aloof kind of guy. That's like, yeah, you're, you're funny, but he's also seems like he's not trying. Where this guy, I feel like he was he was trying to be the funny guy, and it was it, it felt a little bit forced, but it wasn't enough to be like uh, to, to take me out of it and think it was weird. Although I feel like there was a lot of uh, ADR is what they call it in this movie, where uh-huh. they, they re-recorded the voices to sync up later to it. It's, yeah. it was, I felt like there was a lot of that, especially with with him. Uh, with him at uh, th- their interactions, I feel like they had to re-record them later for some reason. Yeah, that was, that was the only thing I really noticed as far as that guy being weird. But okay, he was cool. He's cool. not in the comics. No, he's a character that was made for for the movie. Hmm. Vicky Vale is in the comics, but she's she she does she's not very like prominent in the comics. Okay, yeah. I, f- I feel like she was supposed to be the love interest in 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 one of this one of the Batman things back in the day. Like it wasn't always um, Katie Holmes. It was it was this one. <laughs> what was the damn it? What's the character's name? Well, I don't think. Uh, oh, Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Right. I don't think she's in the comics either. No, I no. They just made. I just think they made her as a love interest for Bruce Wayne in the the newer Batman. Movies. What am I? I'm, I, I might be thinking about Spider Man and how there was multiple love interests in that one. Maybe that's what I'm. Yeah. Mean. Okay. Because there was Mary Jane and uh, Felicia Hardy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I noticed watching this movie that I wrote down as a note, I'm like, wait, Bruce Wayne wears eyeglasses, mm. but then when he's Batman, he doesn't need eyeglasses. Is that is that for show? Is this like a work? Is he working the crowd like like a yeah a gimmick? Right. The, the more I'm a doofus kind of guy, <laughs> uh, or I'm approachable, or I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 did did they do that to be like Superman? Because you know. <laughs> Superman didn't wear glasses, but when he was Clark Kent, he was wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of the, the eyewear, there's something uh, – I'm sure I've noticed it before, and I'm, maybe I've also brought it up on a podcast before. But when Batman puts on the suit, he he has to put the black around his eyes, right? Yes. So, But I feel like there there have been times where Batman had to take off his mask real quick and reenter society as Bruce Wayne. Does <laughs> Does he have some sort of like in super com- in the comics? Yes, it's like some super high powered wipe that just whoosh, takes off that makeup quickly. Yeah, it's Kirkland's makeup <laughs> removers. He goes to Costco. He's got it on lock. 
Well, rewatching this movie now, the new Batman movies, the that the Christian Bale Batman, he moves like a ninja, dude. This one, Keaton's all stiff because mm-hmm. it's it's one giant piece of rubber, right. As the costume with like they added muscles to it, yeah. And he, I think the highest he can kick, like he doesn't do any ninja moves. Yeah, like, he just does like a simple <laughs> stomach punch, right. side punch. <laughs> So rewatching it, I'm like, ooh, the Bale Batman movies are way better when it comes to action. Yeah, that, that was also in my notes too. That, in, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just a suit, but it's such an impractical suit. It's just so <laughs> huge, and just it's got to be heavy and sweaty for for all the stuff he's doing physically. He he he'd be just he'd be slipping and sliding inside of his own suit. And the and the 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 cowl and the the mask, it's all one piece. Yeah. How do you so he has to like put it on like a onesie because <laughs> like, in Batman Returns, the, the next one with the penguin, when he when he rips off the mask, you see like the rubber, like he breaks the rubber to get the, the mask off. Wow. So he has to get and a new he, mask. Every and time. he doesn't have the black under his eyes on that one, Adam. Uh, uh. When, he, when he shows Catwoman that he when, he when he rips it off, the black stuff is gone. Hmm. Maybe there's a technology around the inside of the eyepieces to shine on the skin to make it black <laughs> so he doesn't need the makeup. Maybe that's his superpower, black eyes. <laughs> he can blacken his eyes. His eyes suck he's, got, he, he's, he's got chameleon power, you know? Like he's like an octopus. He can change the color around his eyes to match his suit. Maybe those aren't really glasses he's wearing. Maybe. It's just his skin changing to make it look like he's wearing glasses. Mm, I don't, mm, I'm mm. trying to give the guy a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> superpower is money. <laughs> what did you think of the uh, what? What did you think of the subplot of the mayor tr- trying? He's hell bent on getting the 200 year parade. We're gonna have hot dogs. We're gonna have popcorn. The businesses will come back. Believe me, we're gonna have the best parade <laughs> that Gotham's ever seen. Believe me. You do that voice good at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the best parade we've ever had. Don't you worry. There's not going to be. There's going to be hot dogs. For everybody, everybody's going to have hot dogs. If you anybody that wants a hot dog is going to have more hot dogs than they can even appreciate or understand. Believe me, these hot dogs will be in every mouth of every citizen of this great city of Gotham. Every scene with the mayor, he's like hell bent on getting this parade off the ground. It's he's really. Like, I need hot dogs. I need. I need people in the streets. Yeah. It might as well be an L.A. type of thing where it's just like, we're going to throw a bunch of money at this problem, and this will cure everything. It's not going to do a damn thing. No. A parade? I, I, for, <laughs> I, I forgot that is it Billy D. Williams was in this. Mm. Yeah, he's Harvey Dent. Yes, but every time Harvey Dent's on the screen, I can't think of anything but Lando. <laughs> I just see Lando. That's all I see is Lando from Star Wars. Lando from Star Wars. I mean, even his mannerisms are almost the same. So I'm like... That's Lando. That's, I can't look at him any different than Lando. <laughs> well, there's two other people in this movie who were in Star Wars. Oh, who's uh, that? Uh, Lieutenant Eckhart, the the fat cop. The ah, they're drinking Drano. Yeah, he was uh, one of the, he was Pork Porkins, the fat uh, X-wing pilot who gets shot down. Oh, okay. And uh, the dad in the beginning of the movie who tells his son, "Put the map away, Jimmy. We look like tourists." He's Luke Skywalker's friend. Oh. He eats at the so when they arrive on Yavin Four, fucking nerds are going to eat me alive. I, th- I think his friend's name is Biggs. 
Okay. When he when they when they meet up before the Death Star run, he's like, "Hey, Luke. Hey, Biggs. I think his name's Biggs. Hey, Biggs. Good to see you." That's the dad in this movie. So there were three Star Wars people. All right. That was in my trivia. Well, I didn't write it down. Okay. I just glanced by. There was so much trivia. It's like too much. Oh yeah, for this movie, so I would I was imagine. Like, and the trivia was just like the first draft called for this, but the second draft removed that. Oh. And I'm like, well, okay, nobody cares. Like real stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, there was. Let's see. The next thing I have on my notes here: uh, Vicky picks up the flowers. That 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 was just the thing to me. That was kind of just tacky. Uh, first of all, she's following her her new boyfriend guy because of what he lied about why she can't why he can't hang out the day after we first hook up. Which first of all, she's <laughs> a little her boyfriend. All they did was have dinner, have sex. I know, and she's already freaking out. Like, oh, so what? What do you mean? He doesn't want to see me two days in a row? What's wrong with this guy? And she's like hell-bent on like seeing him. She's like, what about breakfast? Uh, I can't. What about lunch? Yeah, that's that's what we call a stage three clinger. Uh, and <laughs> so, so she follows him. Uh, he goes, he puts roses down on the floor. And she's following so closely. She then picks up the roses. My, and that bothered me because, well, I guess I knew what he was doing. But mm. – you should also assume that's probably what he's doing. Who just throws roses on the floor? There, there had to be a death here. And for her to pick them up, isn't that disrespectful? If you go put flowers on a tomb or on a gravestone, somebody comes yeah. by and picks them up like within a minute. It's like, it's, no, the flowers are not for you. Don't touch the flowers. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing to get stuck on, but it, was, it bothered me. So much so I had to write it down. <laughs> uh. Oh, I wanted to ask you guys, um, what, what were your thoughts on – even though he was in two scenes, uh, what were your thoughts on Jack Palance as Carl Grissom? Mm-hmm. Dude, it, I, I think he was like super overacting the, Jack, you are my number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then even even Jack does the same kind of thing to the other guy later, which was oh, wow. perfect. You. And he like even overacts the overacting. <laughs> so you remember in A Few Good Men where Tom Cruise did – his Jack Nicholson impression? Yeah. I eat breakfast for 100 yards. <laughs> so that was Jack Nicholson doing his Jack Palance impression. Yeah, yeah. Bob, you are my number one. <laughs> that guy, Bob, I, I read this in trivia. He's not like really an actor. He's Jack Nicholson's friend. And part of the deal of him being Joker was he, he wanted his friend to be the Bob character okay that's pretty cool yeah if either of you guys ever get famous i hope you have roles for me as well and uh, vice versa <laughs> <laughs> let's see next note i have here you have you, you have any notes that, that we're skipping over here cowboy uh no um i just earlier on in the movie um where jack before he was uh the joker they're, they're in an alley or something like that. And he's talking to, I think it was Eckhart. I think Eckhart, he was talking yeah. to Eckhart was saying something like, or he was asking Eckhart to take care of something. And Eckhart, I don't know. He, he, he said, I can't, I can't look at my notes because it's, it's on my phone and okay. I'm doing the zoom on my phone. But he, I just, it, it struck me funny that, you know, his name is Jack and he's saying something like, you don't something along the lines of you don't know Jack or, or, you're nothing, Jack. You know, and I'm like, it just struck me funny that this is Jack, 
being called Jack in a movie playing a guy named Jack. And it was just, okay. you know, it just, it, it struck me very funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I was just like, wow, that's Jack Nicholson and, and, or Nicholas. And, uh, Oh, Nicholson. Nicholas is the golfer. Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. I, I do. I, I always get those two last names screwed up and I don't even watch the golfer, but I know him. But anyway, that just struck me funny. And, I, uh, I did have a brain exploding kind of moment when I heard the, the name Eckhart and I was like, Eckhart, that's a callback or a future callback to something in the future. What what role is a is an Eckhart later in the films? Oh, it's Two Face. It's <laughs> but that's his actor name, Aaron Eckhart. Oh yeah, yeah But it, I, I, it took me a minute to realize what was, I was like. Eckhart, no, he's from a later movie. He's from one of the other Batman's. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's the actor. Damn it! Uh, I thought I was connecting dots. But there was a Harvey Dent in this one as well. Yeah. Do Do you think they were trying to set up? for a, a bigger run of movies than just the, the ones that they did with, at least with, um, with Keaton. I think, I don't know, because again, when you look at Marvel, the, uh, another reason I don't like these Marvel movies is because how long the movies are long. They're like two and a half hours. The, the movies are two and a half hour trailers for that little 30 second scene after which mm. leads you to the next movie. I'm okay. tired of, of the Marvel movies, how they're like, oh, we got to cover this, 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 and this to lead to the next three movies. No, just tell me a story. Right. That's what I liked about this one. They just told a story. I think they just threw Harvey Dent in as like a nod to the comic book fans. Like, ah. Okay. Ah. You okay. know, he's going to be Two-Face one day. Yeah. This is before he's Two-Face, remember? Yeah. He was a regular guy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's another reason I like this. It's just, it's a standalone story. Yeah. And I I would have been okay with this being the only one for for Keaton the uh, the the penguin uh, not the a turn? yeah not a big fan of the uh, the penguin one I mean it, it was well, still, uh, Chris, Christopher Walken's in that yeah it, it, was, it was still good overall but uh-huh. it, was, it felt okay you're you're doing this because you have to it's not because you want to or you, you have good stuff to do here uh-huh. but. Uh. Yeah, I would I would have to agree that the 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 one with the peng the penguin character, um, <laughs> he's gross. The, peng, the penguin <laughs> character itself was disturbing. Yeah, I, that was the hardest thing to watch. Now I I didn't care too much for the one with Mister Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you did that one. Uh, that was on spoilers. That one was on spoilers. I know, but that 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 character I didn't care for. You know, it was kind of hard to see somebody other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Know? Well, the the original the freeze in the animated series at least was a very skinny guy, mm-hmm. so it was it was an interesting choice to get Arnold in there. But the, the the movie they were making that was not a Batman movie. They were doing something else with that. That was a whole different kind of movie they were trying to make. Adam, you said those are they know what kind of movie they're making. Yeah, they put Arnold as Mister Freeze. Yeah, when you put Arnold as Mister Freeze, you you know what you're doing. It's <laughs> we're, we're it's. Uh, it's Hoke City. We're being hokey the entire time from here on. I mean, look. I mean, then even look at Bane. The way Bane was. Listen to that. Go, go back to the, the archives. Listen to that yeah, yeah. episode. Which, was that Return or um, Forever? No, it's Batman and Robin. Oh, Batman and Robin. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we also. I think we also did Forever. We did the Clooney one. Is that Forever? No, Batman and Robin is Clooney. Oh. Batman Forever is uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Okay. I think Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey are the bad guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that franchise really took a real dive after this and then resurrected yep. by Christian Bale. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And then it took another dive with Affleck. Yeah. And I think it's coming back with um, the guy from Twilight. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Pattinson. Yeah. That's – I I don't – Is he going to have diamond skin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not armor anymore. It's just the skin. Well, it's funny because he he would because in Twilight he's a vampire, so he'd do the whole cape thing very well <laughs> with uh, with Batman. That's right. Uh, speaking of the, I, that armor, oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh no, I was I was just going to say, um, uh, rewatching this movie, I just love that museum scene so much when 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 the Joker and his crew show up and they play the Prince song mm. and they they rack all the all the Ooh. art. Yeah. That's that's such a. You mentioned how Jack does just these funny little one-liners. One of my favorites is when they're walking up the stairs and it's the George Washington painting, and he just goes the one dollar bill. <laughs> but it's just the way he says it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, not that one. I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one, yeah. Bob. Leave it. Yeah. But we were just talking about the armor. There was a scene. And this is uh, kind of towards the end, where they're at the top of the uh, the clock tower or the bell tower. Uh-huh. And he, uh, he, Batman's biggest opponent, the biggest fight, is against this just random henchman guy. Uh-huh. And they're punching each other like crazy. And the black dude's punching him uh, over and over again. Uh, first of all, the, the blood you see on Batman's face at one point is like, okay, that was put there just kind of like he needs some blood. Meh. How about that? Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks bloody, right? Cool. Moving on. And then uh, just minutes later, the Joker punches Batman, and suddenly the suit is – I guess he hit the one spot that was pure metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other guy was punching him for five minutes, though, before that, just constantly, uh-huh. ba 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 nothing. The Joker does it, ping, ah! <laughs> it's like, what is it? What's happening? Did, did he just change the armor? Maybe he did the diamond skin thing we were just talking about or just focused on that one area? <laughs> oh my god that bell tower the in the bell tower scene when um another like spoilers goggles thing that um uh, it's when batman punches the joker and he flies off the ledge of the church mm. batman looks over and then I, does he not see the Joker reach up and grab him? Where was the Joker standing? Was was he in a hiding spot that Batman couldn't see? Anyway, yeah. Corolla in the action movies, Corolla always complains about the grip. Everybody has super grip. Oh, right. So Batman's holding on, and that's Batman. Okay, yeah. I'll give him that. But Vicky Vale is fucking 108 pounds. She says her weight earlier in the movie. Right. 108 what, pounds. Which, which she lied about, by the way. Apparently it was more than that. But yeah, we're gonna let it but slide. she has enough grip strength to hold on long enough for Batman to, to take yeah. out the Joker. Yeah. Uh. And Batman's supposed to have a no killing policy. And he murders like a dozen people in this movie. Right. He, he murders that black guy. He throws him down the fucking stairwell. He yep. blows up the, the access chemicals with his with his Batmobile. He uh, he kills the Joker like this. I don't know. Yeah. The, He's not supposed to kill, dude. That's the whole point. It's pretty high he body saw count. His parents murdered, and he vowed never to to, to kill anyone. Yeah. Okay. I guess I didn't care enough about this <laughs> to care about him not wanting to kill. <laughs> Let's see. How are we on time? How many more things can I hit on my notes? All right. 
Okay, I'm going to jump to the, the the biggest thing, the biggest kind of, not complaint, but things that I uh-huh. noticed that was uh, interesting to me. Uh, first of all, this is, this is layered. This, there's multiple layers for this. Uh-huh. Where is Jack Napier, or the, where, where is Joker, getting the resources to do all the things that he is doing? He he took over the mob boss, fine. Uh-huh. But does that mean he also has access to people that print uh, decals for helicopters? They're going to put the Joker sticker on there. Uh, the Macy's Day Parade, balloons, uh, the gas dispensers. He, he, even if he has the money for that, th- th- this is all going undetected then in Gotham if he, if he's buying these through actual suppliers. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the henchmen have the Joker face on their jackets. Right, yeah. So he, he's got people uh, – the, the, the organization that Jack Palance had, they, they, were do, they were doing T-shirts. They were doing clothing. They were doing decals. Uh, they were doing chemicals. Uh, it's, it's a very deep-burning thing. Uh-huh. It's just it's weird, but but then also it's the technology aspect of it, the hacking into the system of the news. Oh, uh-huh. so the, and and also uh, pr- uh, producing. First of all, writing, directing, producing an entire commercial of this uh, Joker thing with with uh-huh. high level special effects for the time period uh-huh. of the of the little Joker thing talking. This is the best. Whatever laughter that that whole Love thing. That Joker. <laughs> They say love that Joker. <laughs> that, that that's way outside of his realm as a just uh-huh. mafia enforcer. Uh, so so the chemicals also made him creative uh, to be able to probably I assume design these logos, uh, or maybe he hired somebody to design the logos. And how how does that work in the mafia world to design? All right, I know you I know you're used to killing people, everybody, but I need I need a logo to spray on this uh-huh. helicopter. So where where does that whole thing come into play? And, and then the, the cars, the cars that are chasing the Batmobile are purple and green. Right. Okay. So, so he got the cars color too to match his uh, his look. So Earl Schreiber, Earl Scheib was also part of the uh, syndicate <laughs> that was Jack Balance's. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and and then the, the 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 biggest part of it was when he when he takes over the broadcast that the mayor he's doing he's doing on the press uh, oh, on uh-huh. the steps of the thing. Uh huh. And you see the four screens, right? <laughs> You see the, I know where you're going with this. You is, see this the, is this like your DAT recorder problem? Uh, no. It's, it's, well, okay. maybe. So, so you, see, you see the four screens where you have the uh, – like, like you would see in any uh, production like booth. Van. Yeah, in, in the news van. Exactly. So you see two of the mayor and two of, of the Joker giving his speech. Uh, it seems like they're having a, a conversation. Everybody that's <laughs> at the, on the mayor's steps – is uh-huh. looking off to the left, right at the. So, are they, <laughs> unless somebody has a giant TV off to their left that they're also looking at, that is broadcasting what the Joker is saying, they're only looking left so that we can see on these four screens them looking at the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, Joker does this whole move where he swipes them away. Uh-huh. That's in the production van. So, it, unless. The feed that is being broadcast to people at home is also in those same four Oops, panels. Four TVs, <laughs> or or perhaps they are switching back and forth between the two. So uh-huh. some, so somebody in Joker's crew is hitting. All right, let's uh, switch camera, Joker. All right, prep uh, prep Joker, take Joker. All right, uh, prep Mayor, take take Mayor. <laughs> they're, they're doing the whole thing back and forth. Uh huh. I would assume what's being broadcast is the Joker. So in the middle of his speech, for no reason, he does this. People have to like. What was that? Yeah, because people at home aren't hearing the mayor when the mayor's like, "We're not going to take this." Right, and they're not seeing the mayor, so he just uh-huh. does this for our benefit, the viewers, <laughs> yeah. or or for the two guys in the production van. That's <laughs> hilarious to them, but nobody else in the world is going to get that joke. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> and it's because I'm in production that I was I was able to tune into it, but it's just like, that's crazy. I mean, it was speaking funny. Of the, uh-huh. Speaking of the the chase scene with the Batmobile, um, what? <laughs> that, that that Batmobile <laughs> shooting fire out of the back end and it's going slower than a VW Bug. <laughs> That he has to use a grappling hook to make a turn mm. that an ordinary car, my, my Hyundai Elantra, can take that turn at 40 miles an hour. And he <laughs> looks like he's going 15 and he's got to use a grappling hook to make that turn. Uh-huh. That was so cheesy. Not to yeah. mention, think of all the armaments that are on that car. How heavy the Batmobile yeah. must be. That must be a titanium pole or made out of adamantium for <laughs> that pole should have just ripped right out of the ground with the weight that was being put upon it. If it was going as fast as they were trying to make us believe yeah, it was. Not even to mention the, the Batmobile has an armor system that goes all over it, you know? Shields. Yeah. Yeah, shields. Oh, my God. Where do those shields go? When they get back in the Batmobile, the cops – like begin their chase of them again. And then the scene cuts to him driving through the woods. So he somehow evaded the police without anyone showing, without it being on, on film. I got my next, my next gripe. Okay. (laughs) Just, I guess not, not even a gripe. It's just notice. Okay. Batmobile is driving through those woods. I'm pretty damn sure those woods are the same woods that are in the wizard of Oz. Oh, Oh, the shape of the trees. Yeah, everything looks yeah. like minus the yellow brick road. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the road he's driving on. If you put a yellow brick road, you've got the scene in Wizard of Oz where they're walking through the woods. Okay, I was half expecting the witch to come out and throw a fireball at him. <laughs> no, that that would be uh, uh, the fourth movie. <laughs> had they had, oh. <laughs> had they been allowed to continue that further? Yes, that's what it would have gone. <laughs> Oh, well, my other gripe. I'm oh. sorry, my other gripe about the Batmobile. He gets into the Batcave, and he pulls in, and he's on this circular pad. And Vicky Vale gets the edge. She's like, "Watch your step," you know. And then all of a sudden, it's a big, huge cliff that goes down. Is he really going to back that Batmobile out that whole cave when he wants to leave it? No, I think it turns. The whole thing turns. Yeah, hundred percent. That's stupid. <laughs> I, no, maybe it wasn't in this movie, but turns. If you if you remember Batman Returns, um, when he first fights that the, the 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 circus gang, he's driving and he hits like a wall, and then underneath the car, like uh, like it lifts the car and it turns it uh, 180 degrees so he can take off. Oh. So I mean, so that's, that was in the second movie. So they addressed it in another movie because they found out they made a mistake in the first one. Probably got it. No, but I, his, they had to answer it. <laughs> or most likely his where he parks that on the circle, it, that turns him around somehow. Yeah, I, I would assume it's like the, they do that at train tracks. When you get the uh, one, one of the carts, uh-huh. one of the – what are you, not carts. One of the th- things, the cabooses. They, they, there's a thing that the turns engines? the whole thing. Uh, car uh, – passenger cars. Train one, cars. One of the cars. The train cars. Yeah, yeah that was fine. I said, I got it right. God damn it. <laughs> But uh, uh, since we're taking, uh, speaking about the uh, the tech and the stuff, uh, the Batmobile is armed to the teeth. And then we move on to the uh, the the Batplane, also armed to the teeth. What foe is Batman expecting to encounter that he needs 
this like huge arsenal. <laughs> if if there have been other people in the past that have given a reason to think I'm going to need machine guns, rocket launchers, something that's going to trap guide uh, wires for balloons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they 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 were. Oh, I was another note I had too. Batman and Joker were both very prepared for this third act against each other. Batman had his bat plane that was able to grab the cables. That's uh-huh. a weird thing to add to your bat plane in case uh-huh. you need to grab cables. What the, when do you need to grab cables? In this case, to get the balloons out of here. Perfect. Joker was prepared for the bat plane with this hand cannon that <laughs> with one <laughs> shot would take down a bat plane. Uh-huh. So they were, they were both expecting the worst case scenarios and were ready for but- it. The Joker doesn't know that that bat plane exists because he goes, why didn't somebody tell me he had one of those and he things? Just, yeah, and he just happens to have a gun that will take one down. Can, can, a, can, a, can a, If a gun has a barrel that long, can it fire? It, it'll be problematic. Did Busters ever do something like this? The, the, the thing that a longer barrel does is increase accuracy. That's, that's, the only, that's the only advantage to a longer barrel is increased but, accuracy. But the barrel, but the barrel is attached to a six-shooter, like, yeah. like a normal-sized gun. Yeah. So, so a, a bullet this big mm-hmm. can knock down the the plane. No, yeah, I mean the, the biggest bullet that that six shooter would shoot would be what forty five caliber. Probably, it would also Probably. be heavy yeah. as fuck. Well, yeah, and and <laughs> that that barrel would definitely have to be rifled. Yeah. Otherwise, if it wasn't rifled, that bullet would not come out properly it would have to be rifled and the material used to make the barrel would have to be so sturdy that it would be very heavy because if there's a single bend any kind of bend at all oh yeah that whole gun's exploding the bullet's coming out at a very high speed if it if it doesn't if it's not hitting a straight path explosions this was on mythbusters they did a whole thing they did they did one about the uh, the barrel that, that curves like a u so you can oh, yeah. shoot somebody behind you and the gun exploded this you can't you can't no, that gun, that gun was ridiculous. I, I, I like that it was. I think it was an homage to the cartoons or, or something. It was very cartoony. Like that, that would happen in a cartoon, but you can't do it in real life. That was that was a uh, that was bad. I I think I think of the two Prince songs. I think that one's my favorite. The <laughs> the, 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 the the parade Prince song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the two. Yes. And this is actually the first time I've seen this movie, knowing that that was Prince. I, I I never knew Prince was the one singing it because it's been brought up weirdly. Uh, I think three times in the past month I've heard there's been reference to the Prince in the Batman movie, mm. and I think there was even a, a chance at some point that Prince was going to make a cameo in the movie because he was writing the music for it, but it didn't come to fruition. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird that I've heard so much about Batman in the past couple of weeks, knowing that we were going to be doing Batman <laughs> for spoilers. You know what's funny? Um, going back to the to the scene where he hijacks the the, the the broadcast feed, when he has that hostage, and he does the he's been using Brand X. That yep. line is burned into my brain. So whenever, <laughs> whenever I see like an off brand, I think of that line. Like if I'm in Costco and I see the Kirkland, they're be they've been using Brand X. <laughs> Such that was perfect. And did he shoot on location in uh, like a grocery store? <laughs> like, did he shut down a, an active grocery store to do the scene where he's like dancing around with with the shopping cart? Very good question. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, that goes into the whole where is this, all this coming from? How is this all happening in the backgrounds and whatnot? And you know what I realized watching this movie too? This movie came out in '89. It was rated PG-13, so it's supposed to be like a 
a movie for kids because it's Batman. But there's like a lot of stuff in here that isn't like appropriate for kids. Like that scene to a kid, I think would be pretty fucking scary. Like the news reporter just falling back and she has the grin mm. and like the, the, the brand X guy, he looks like like a fucking skeleton after, after he puts him with the chemicals. And then think- he's cutting the photos of like the, the guy who's been like gassed and he's like, like yeah. that. And then, uh, the fucking chick, that chick, when I was a kid, that freaked me out when she took off her, her, her mask and her face was all burned up. And then <laughs> Vicky Vale, like, tries to, like, fake a blowjob to the Joker to distract him. Like, <laughs> like this is all not stuff not meant for kids. Yeah, uh, I think back in 1989, the um, censorship was a lot different back then. Yeah. Um, that I think 89 was before they stopped allowing characters in primetime network TV shows and stuff like that to be smoking. Mm. Um, Cause at one point they got really strict on censorship and stuff. So um, I agree with you, Matt, this is definitely in today's age, probably pretty scary for like an eight, nine year old yeah. or even, you know, Weird. I don't even think for like a 13 year old, but see, I was, I, mean, I was going the opposite I, I direction. Not, I was 10 years old when I saw this and I thought it was cool, but it, it did strike me a little dark, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 10 years old. But also by today's standards, this, this could be a G-rated movie, I think, based on oh, other yeah, movies that are out there. It's like a campy movie. Yeah. yeah. The stuff you're saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking, but uh, the, the most egregious part, I think, was the, the, the fake blowjob scene. That, that, that was the thing that probably made it they – they might keep it a PG-13 now, but if it wasn't for that scene, it, this, this would be a PG for sure, I think. Just because kids are so used to so many, so so much more, so much worse, so much worse well, than I this. I mean, you, you got you got young kids playing um, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and GTA, and GTA. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, all bets know, are off hear, these you days. Hear, you hear a kid nowadays use a cuss word. You're like, yeah, I know you got that at school, you know, or from some video game from one of your YouTubers that is, is cursing constantly. Yeah, uh-huh. right. That's 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 life now. Yeah. Uh, let's see, there's one more thing I want. Oh, I want to ask, uh, what was favorite Joker line in the out of out of the entire movie? Uh, the one line that uh, when he shoots Bruce Wayne, he goes, "Never, rub, never rub another man's rhubarb." <laughs> okay, I like that one. I also, I, I also like um, the not so much the line, just the delivery. The where do they get a load of me? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he does the laugh. Yeah, I, I like the string at the very end when he's basically fighting for his life, and uh, he was like, "You idiot! You created me!" And then Batman's like, "Oh, you killed my parents! You created me!" He's like, "Well, this is isn't this all kind of childish? I mean, I say you created me, and you say you created me. This is kind of like what are we kids here?" So, did, I've, I've always wondered this: did, does he know that that's Bruce Wayne? Because the Joker says. One of his lines is, "I was a kid when I killed your parents." Does he know that? Oh yeah, that that was a lot. He, he, yeah. I, I don't think he does. I, he, there's no way he could know. Okay. Well, and maybe because it, it was it would have been in the papers the next day. Wayne family dies in this alley. Oh shit! I was in the alley last night and I killed people. <laughs> 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 so it's possible, maybe. 
But then also the, the this, this it tickled me and it, it probably wasn't as funny as it as it was to me. He's like, he just puts on some glasses. You wouldn't even have the glasses, would you? I enjoyed that so much. All the props he does, where he's got his teeth coming out of his mouth, uh-huh. the, the false dentures. The uh, bang. Yeah, he bang. Was, the bang gun. The bang. Yeah, it's just he got it was it was a lot more comedic than I remember it being watching it this time. Have you guys ever seen Wreck-It Ralph, the first one? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember when Ralph um, finds out that King Candy, like, he used him to go against Vanellope, and King Candy puts on glasses, and he goes, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Yeah. And he takes the glasses off, and he hits him over the head with them, and he goes, oh, you hit a guy with glasses. <laughs> right. That's yes. Clever. I love that line. I yeah. loved it. Yes. Because that, that happens pretty frequently, I think. Uh, I think there's even um, – Cyclops, I think, is, uh, says that at some point uh, before he lasers somebody in the face in X Men. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like that. it's just it's just fun. It's fun. I don't understand why. Why would glasses stop you from wanting to punch someone? Like, what's the what's the origin behind that? I, I think it's a you're a jock hitting a nerd. Is that the kind of person oh, you want to be? Oh, wear glasses? Okay. I, th- I think, maybe. Or maybe it could be you're concerned about my the, sh- the, the glass breaking and uh, <laughs> cutting my eyes open. Like, But uh-huh. why would you care if you're about to punch him? It's more like, do you want to be that guy that beats up on a, the defenseless? Yeah. You, you make me want to look up where that phrase came from. <laughs> uh, oh, it needs well, to be on a Snapple bottle. Also, um, the noise from the... When he fell to his death, the Joker, and Commissioner Gordon opens his jacket and he pulls the <laughs> Yeah. Um I uh I used to do that noise all the time as a kid. I would go and like somebody would say something funny and I would do that <laughs> noise. And my cousins and my mom and everyone at hate, they're like, Stop watching that goddamn Batman movie. <laughs> Cause I'm telling you I watched it every day for like a year. I'm not. I'm not lying. I I like burned that, I, like the VHS like stopped working because I was watching it so much. Wow. Yeah. Burned through a VHS player because of Batman. Yeah. All right. No, no, no. The the VCR worked. Oh. I'm saying the tape. Oh, the, the tape. tape. Oh, the God. tape okay. was like messed up. Yeah. And like tracking couldn't fix it. Remember you you, you press tracking. Yep. Try to mess with it. No, it was. It, I like burned it out. So your VHS got a little uh, hot under the collar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, I uh, when I was a kid, um, do you remember the scene where uh, he he meets with all the mafia guys, yep. and he gets that handkerchief and he rubs his forehead and it's yeah. white underneath. Yeah. When I was a kid, I'm so dumb. So clearly, what they did was they just put white on the handkerchief and he just rubbed white on his face yeah but when i was a kid i'm like no what they did was they put brown over his white and then he 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 rubbed the brown off which left the white underneath but no it's that, that's too complicated yeah no well that, that's what they're making you believe i think his face is permanently white now it's permanently white yeah, yeah. oh you, you're talking about as a that practical effect levels were so oh. <laughs> amazing okay that he they, they first they applied the white and then they applied his skin tone and then when he rubbed it, the makeup, whatever they used to rub, it's so like oh, <laughs> great. Oh, he took the first layer off the, 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 the brown while leaving the white on. That's, yeah, okay. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I had the same thought. 
when, when I was watching it. As a kid? Yeah. Yeah. But then I, I think I had a realization also like uh, maybe one of the times I watched in the past five years was, no, no, no. That was definitely white. Once I got wise to this, oh, you know, it was movies and things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I like his whole, oh. I'm melting, I'm melting. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, when she throws the water in his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, he was so great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know we're bashing the movie, but I still enjoyed I still enjoyed it. Oh, no, it was fun as hell. And because of Jack Nicholson. I, I also like, another thing I like is the technology. They use a lot of miniatures. I noticed that, yes. So the, so the, 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 uh, all the buildings that they would like, the camera would zoom up on. That's a miniature. The Access Chemicals building blowing up, they just blew up a miniature. Like mm-hmm. they don't do that anymore because everything's computer. Right, it's just a model. CGI. Yeah, but I like when they use like little miniatures and use practical effects. It was a simpler time. Yeah, that it was nice to kind of return to that. But now with the uh, 2020 goggles, seeing how how. Technology has gone so far; it's easier to pick up on those things for me, anyway. But uh-huh. but it, it, it wasn't destroying the movie; it was just kind of oh, yeah, yeah. We've come a long way. It was, it was nice. It was a nice bit of nostalgia for me. It's like it's like seeing the difference in the uh, uh, the Enterprise on Star Trek. You know, throughout the okay. different uh, series of movies and stuff, how it changes. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the the original series versus even generation was a huge leap already. Oh yeah, ginormous. Oh, yeah. oh Adam, I, I know you like uh, Jack Nicholson, <clears throat> but um, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this because you don't like movies before 1990. Have you ever seen The Shining? Absolutely, I've seen The do Shining. You like the Shining? I do like The Shining. In fact, that, that's on the list. We're going to watch it probably this week with Annie because it's it's been brought up several times over the past couple of weeks as well. And she hasn't seen it, and I, and I keep wanting to have her watch it, but uh, it's never been a good time because she's also not a fan of scary movies. So uh-huh. it's going to be an interesting one. But uh, but like you don't think The Shining's like slow or boring? Super slow. It is. So you super, still like it though? Yes, it's it's slow, but it's one of those movies that it's everybody should watch it. Everybody should know of it because mm-hmm. it, well, it's it's referenced so often in in everything. Uh, it is very slow, but by the end of it, I I remember thinking, okay, I'm glad I watched it. It okay. wasn't. It's very much like uh, maybe like, uh, the thing with with you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like all right. It wasn't the best movie. I'm glad I watched it. I uh-huh. I now understand it. But uh-huh. but uh, okay. and I think my my Nicholson appreciation also brings it to a higher level. But yeah, it's it's one of those that should be watched. It is old and slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, Chinatown also uh, very slow. <laughs> Have you seen you've seen The Shining, right, Cowboy? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Do you like that? Yeah, it it, it was slow, but I mean, it's. I also was a kid when I saw the thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I understood, you know, it, 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 as a kid when I watched it, it was scary. I didn't think it was slow, but as an adult watching it, yeah, it's it's slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have Annie rewatch it just so we can watch the new one that came out. There's there's a continu- it's still good. There's a continuation of it. Oh, uh, Doctor Sleep. Right. Yeah. Try to watch the director's cut. Oh. Because the the director's cut has thirty <clears throat> extra minutes of footage that help the story out overall. Okay. Very nice. Oh, I'm gonna ask you, Annie. This was her first time watching this, right? Which one was it? Uh, Batman. 
Uh, actually, I didn't watch it with her. Oh, okay. But I did. I did make her watch it probably within the past year. That the, the, we, so she has seen it. Uh, not this time with me, but yes, it was her first viewing when when she well, saw. What it. were her, what were her thoughts as an adult watching this? She, it, it, I think this was too slow for her. It, it wasn't okay because she's used to the comic book movies of today uh, yeah, and yeah. this is not a, this is not up today <laughs> obviously this is this was this made a movie this made move words are hard this movie yeah. came out a year after she was born so there's gonna be a big disconnect there as far as what she's expecting and yeah. also she's also has been a fan of comics until uh when we started dating about four years ago <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> Yeah, she she didn't appreciate it as much as I wanted her to, but I also understood that she, this is not this is, it wasn't for her. This is not an anime movie. Okay, well we could wrap it up here. Um, yeah, my as Closing my thoughts? birthday pick, I, I still love this movie. I'm going to force Rami to watch it when he's a little older, when he's like five or six. All right, I know I already know he's going to hate it because <laughs> all the movies look so great compared to to that. But I still enjoy it. It, it takes me back to a place. To a time when I was a kid, and this movie just blew me away. Well, here's the thing: you, a little bit of nostalgia still. I appreciate it. You're in a very powerful position right now because he has not seen anything yet. I know. So if you start him in the back days and uh-huh. then eventually bring him to the current days, he will appreciate it along the journey. Yeah. If, if you show him Marvel now and then go back to Batman, yeah, it's going to suck. But if Batman's the first thing he ever sees. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Star Wars uh, 4, 5, and 6 are the first things he ever sees. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. My daughter doesn't like the Star Wars. She, she, it's, she can't get into it, and it's very upsetting for me. Although she has gotten into Mandalorian, but, but that's for now, today. Yeah. So you just have to – everything he watches has to start from the uh, 80s and 90s <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for the first five years of his life. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's a complicated plan. <laughs> Never mind. So any closing thoughts before – I continue. I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was fun. I I, I mean, there's still complaints to be had. Uh, things yeah. that, things I noticed that I never noticed before because of the, of the goggles. It was like Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah, I still like the movie, but I I understand it was probably more for nostalgia reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, Jurassic Park is still pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say Jurassic Park holds up better than this movie for sure. Yes. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that was our opinion of the movie, but I like, like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but zero credentials. Now we're getting here for people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to start with the good reviews or the bad reviews? Let's start with the bad. Let's go with Cowboys okay. uh, people. Uh, Sheila Benson of the LA Times says, is it interesting? <laughs> Fitfully. Is it fun? Not much. Gotham City fans, not much. Mm. All right. Yeah. It's Cowboys people right there. Uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times says the wit is all pictorial. The film meanders mindlessly from one image to the next, as does a comic book. It doesn't help that the title character remains such a wimp, even when played by Michael Keaton. What? Hold on. Well, I mean, I guess if you if you're thinking about if you was is that that's a recent review that's in the past maybe five years that review was made. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, compared to the Christian Bale, like we were talking about earlier, yes, he's a wimp. Uh-huh. But at the time, that was like. Woo. He was he was he was more badass than Adam West. That that yeah. we can, that yeah. we can say that's our reference point uh-huh. <laughs> back then. 
Was he more badass than, badass than Adam West because Adam West was wearing spandex and they didn't have the muscles carved out into his suit? Yes, and you could see all of the flabs and the eyebrows painted on. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> yes. But did he wear black makeup around his eyes? Adam West. No. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. No. His suit was blue, bluish, wasn't it? Yeah, blue-gray. Blue-gray. That, that might have been a, uh, a struggle with the recording equipment at the time. Capturing black? <laughs> right. That's why the Hulk is green. Same kind of concept. It's hard to capture certain <laughs> colors. Uh, the last bad review is from Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. A triumph of design over story, style over substance, a great-looking movie with a plot you don't care much about. Hmm. Interesting. And now the good reviews. Yeah, the, the, the plot itself is, I think, generally kind of weak. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a it's a Batman movie. Like, mm. you know, you don't care much about the plot. You're there to watch Batman. Unless, yeah, unless, unless we're doing the Chris Nolan Batmans, where the plot is amazing. Uh huh. All right. Uh, the good reviews. Ron Pennington of the Hollywood Reporter. Batman is a stunning achievement, especially through the incredible and unique visualization of director Tim Burton. It did have a Tim Burton feel for it, for sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you you can see his fingerprints all over this movie. Mm -hmm. The staff of Variety says, Director Tim Burton effectively echoes the visual style of the original Bob Kane comic books while conjuring up a nightmarish world of his own. Oh. I never read that. Did you ever read the, uh, the Bob Kane comics? Oh no, dude! Bob Kane made uh, Batman. That's like in the he made him in like the thirties. Okay, well, I mean, you you're, you have this whole database. Oh no, you have the Marvel database on your. You have the app for the Marvel stuff. Oh, not anymore. Okay, I just did that for the one year, and then I then I okay. Uh, the last good review: Dasan Thompson of the Washington Post says an exhilarating mix of cartoon lore, screen presence. This is pretty much the Jack and Mike show. Psychological murkiness, though, could have used even more, and demented gothic goofiness. I think for the time it was it was pretty it was pretty out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, uh, that didn't look like that back then. No, because it was Tim Bur- like because Tim Burton was he did his like style. Yeah, that must be another recent review from the uh, probably two thousands. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is part of the show where we make the guys guess the score of the movie based on its Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Let's go with the audience first. Audience, okay. I think this is going to be tough because I think it was higher earlier and the further away we get from the movie the lower the score is going to become so how so high was it is how does it how does it average out right yeah how high did it start out at and how much did it drop is basically the game like, i think i'm playing I, I i feel when it first came out the hype on it and it, i remember that back then it probably would have been in the 90s 95 somewhere around there and nowadays as far as the way it holds up you're probably going to end up with more fifties. Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I, I'm going to go between a hundred and fifty and go seventy-five. Okay, I'm going to uh, take the namesake of the year this movie came out and go with eighty-nine. Eighty-four percent. Oh, did I get that one? I think. What did you say? Seventy-five. 
You got it. You're oh, five yeah, you off. Got it. You're, you're five off. All right. And you were six off. No. Nine it was 80, 84. I was nine off. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Math, math is hard numbers. sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Math, numbers, words. It's you not know, my superpower just... tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and now the, the critics, the tomato critics. <laughs> okay. This is another one. I think it would have got higher critically back then because at the time it was, I think, I don't want to say groundbreaking. That might be going too far. But it was, it was uh, unique. At the time, for sure. Now, kind of staple. Uh, I'm going to uh, say 81. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick with 75. It's 71%. Oh, Ooh. all right. All right, split decision. One and one. Juan and Juan. Paul Giamatti and Gary Ullman weren't in this. We, oh, love them all. we love them both. Mm-hmm. So we got to ask, what role would Giamatti and Oldman have been in this movie? So the game is you got to take someone out. Yeah. As much as I love Robert Wool as Knox, that's got to be Giamatti. Absolutely. That has to be Giamatti. Yeah. Giamatti's a reporter, 100%. <laughs> 1,000%. He's a reporter. Uh, and uh, Mr. Uh, Gary Oldman needs to be Eckhart. Oh, the, the dirty cop? Yeah. Okay. See, I was going to say just make him Commissioner Gordon again. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. He was Commissioner Gordon. Yes, yeah. in the Nolans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I uh, it, it was it was in, it was entertaining, but I I feel like Goldman could have done a better job as uh, Jack Palance. Oh, it's Carl Grissom. Yeah, we got we got we got to take the uh, the old guy out. Uh, first of all, it's just weird uh, the how old he is and his, his wife or girlfriend, or whatever, is so uh-huh. young. So let's get let's get some old men in there just to relieve that kind of little bit of awkwardness. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also, Gary Oldman could have just even if he overacted those scenes, it would it would have been more I think entertaining and more just like oh, that's oh. why he's a boss. That's why you're the boss. Instead of with Jack Pounce is like, how did you get so high in this company? <laughs> you're kind of a weirdo. <laughs> I, I also would have liked to see Giamatti as Bob, uh, Jack Jack's uh, goon, his his sidekick. Oh, okay. Give me, okay. The, give me the gun, Bob, and he shoots him. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not a lot of lines, but it's still uh, enough face acting that Giamatti could have still done something with it. Yep. <laughs> now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where we give out little bits of facts or info you know you may not know about the movie. There was too many things, so I'm just going to go with. The people who were considered for the role of Bruce Wayne before oh. uh, Michael Keaton. All right, it's a long list, so I'm just going to go through them. Bruce Willis. So there was <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh, your boy. Al Pacino. Oh. Patrick Swayze, Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, Harrison Ford, Kevin Spacey, Alec Baldwin, Kevin Costner, Ray Liotta, Tom Hanks, John Travolta, Sean Penn, Matthew Broderick. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Quaid, Jeff Bridges, and Arnold Schwarzenegger were all considered for the role. Wow. Was that before they decided they want to make a serious movie? I don't know. A lot of those, like, it's a whole different movie if you you cast half of those people. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I read somewhere on on the trivia, Ray Liotta, they were going to cast him as um, Bob. 
before they got Nicholson. But okay. then he turned it down so he could play Henry Hill. Smart move. Oh, okay. Very yes. smart move. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> – yeah, I, I would not have liked to have uh, Goodfellas go away. Yeah. Although I think it would have been interesting to see Diota as a Batman. I think he, he might be able to pull that one off. Yeah. At, at that time anyway. These days, probably, I don't know. I think Alec Baldwin at that time definitely would have looked the part. The Alec Baldwin's from like uh, – I know. I mean he did The Shadow, but that was his <laughs> like kind of makeup for, for Batman. But like his look at the time, he, he definitely looked like Bruce Wayne. He looks like a rich guy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this list is more fun. Here are the people who were considered for the role of the Joker before Jack Nicholson. Oh, Adam Sandler. Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. Oh. Uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh. Jeff Goldblum. John Lithgow, the Trinity Killer. Yeah. Uh, Robert England, who was Freddy Krueger. De Niro. Alan Rickman. John Malkovich. Holy Christ. Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. Uh, Lloyd can't do this role. We saw that from uh, the Roger Rabbit. That's no good. Uh, oh, I like I like him as Judge Doom. <laughs> it was it was too cartoony. It was it, it's well, a, he's a tune. I understand. I understand. <laughs> 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 uh, wow, that that's a that's a much interest more much more interest interestingifiable list. I would have liked Lithgow. Lith- Lith- yeah. As the he was great as the Trinity Killer. Absolutely, I can see him do this. Tim Curry, though. So what's funny is Ooh, that's, before Mark ugh. Hamill, before Mark Hamill was the Joker, they brought Tim Curry in to do readings for the animated series, and I think on YouTube they have his voice as the Joker. Ooh, as like a test screening. You should look that up. That's awesome. And his his Joker was really good, but you know, Tamil, like Hamill's the guy. Yeah, no, you can't you can't dispute. Especially that damn laugh! Oh my god, I, I love watching him do the readings for that stuff. Like because he, he did the voice for the video games as well, and just yeah. seeing him and his whole body becomes the Joker yeah. as he's doing it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, this is the last bit of trivia. I found this very interesting. I didn't know this. Every Batman live action film minus the '66 one has at least one Oscar winner in it. Oh, here's the list. This Batman has Jack Nicholson and Jack Palance. Right. Batman Returns has Christopher Walken. Okay. Batman Forever has Nicole Kidman and Tommy Lee Jones. Ugh. Batman and Robin has George Clooney. Right. Batman Begins has Christian Bale, Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Gary Oldman. The Dark Knight has those same people plus Heath Ledger. Right. And then. The Dark Knight Rises has the uh, George Clooney, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Anne Hathaway, and Mary Marion Cotillard. She was that French chick who's Talia Al Ghul. Oh, okay. In Batman v Superman, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons and Holly Hunter, the the Kentucky senator. D- wait, does Bane not have a nomination yet? Or uh, he doesn't have a win. He doesn't have a win. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Justice League has Ben Affleck, Jeremy Irons, and J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. And then, if, and then, if you want to jump into the Suicide Squad, Jared Leto has an Oscar. He he was like the he's supposed to be the crazy Joker. Yeah. And then Joaquin Phoenix won for the Joker, playing the Joker. And then De Niro was in that too, who has two Oscars. Right. So every Batman, yeah, ish movie has an Oscar winner. 
Did you, did you see the latest Joker with uh, yeah, Walking? Wa- Joaquin? It a lot. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. There was kind of like a, a mind f at the end where yeah, I've well, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Well, well, well what did you think? They have they play Sinatra. Yeah, no, that's I, life. <laughs> that's life. I just I uh, it's been long enough, right? There's no spoilers here. No, plus yeah, yeah. also the spoilers podcast. The entire movie up until the last scene was all inside of his head. I yeah, people think that because when he went into the fridge, yeah, he suffocated and died in there, and he imagined everything. No, no, the, like the, he was in the hospital the entire time. Oh, okay. Everything that has played out was his versions of what actually happened. Oh. To create the Joker, and then once he snapped and then killed the nurse, that's when he became the Joker. Joker. Everything oh, else. Oh bef- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, everything else before that was his version, his recollection of things. Oh, okay. But goddamn, it was it was it was a little slow and uh, it was awkward at many places. But yeah. it, that's how it was supposed to be, and it was fantastic. I like the movie. <laughs> I do. We have to see the Wayne family get killed again. Like, how many times are we going to see <laughs> like, every movie with with Batman? We got to see the Waynes. We know. Well, My grandma knows what happens to Bruce Wayne. Right. Everybody well, knows. You don't got to show it again. <laughs> Especially now, everybody just – we hate rich people so much. We want to see them suffer <laughs> yes. every single chance we get, <laughs> which right, is why – that's why I think Cowboy hates Batman because he's a rich guy. That's, that's what it boils down to. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last category, Money Makes the World Go Round. We want to put this film in perspective with other films that release this year so we get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for this movie – Thirty-five million dollars, wow. which in nineteen eighty-nine dollars—that's like seventy. I think yeah. it's doubled. That's low. So, give me your guess for its total gross. <sighs> Ticket prices back then weren't like what they are now. Thirty-five times three is what it means to be profitable. It's about a hundred. But more people went to the movies, and also less options of movies to watch back then than there's now for sure. And movies are in theaters longer, so like a movie. I'm gonna say 153. Like nine months. Oh, this is this is foreign and domestic, right? Yeah. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna go with 225. You jerk! I was gonna say 210. Ah, I was gonna say 210, then I switched it. So even if that's correct, I still get credit somehow. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with 210. Keep it close. <laughs> Uh, the total, okay, so in the U.S., it was 251.3. <laughs> Overseas, 160.2. Brings total gross to 411. Wow. Fantastic. That's what I meant, 210 times two. Right, 210 in each location, foreign and domestic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this film debuted in first place on the weekend of June 23rd, 1989, with $40 million. Woo. And finally, in 1989, this was the highest-grossing film of that year. All right, yes, that that almost came up in trivia, I think, two weeks ago. But because I knew this do you was coming guess up, what number two was? <laughs> Adam, do you want to know what number six was? Uh, in '89, I saved this just for you. Is this Die Hard two? No. No. <laughs> number six that year was "Look Who's Talking." Oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did a uh, we did a binge on uh, Lucas talking uh, mm-hmm. maybe about three four months ago. Uh, they they get worse and worse. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I also can't not watch it because it's still Bruce Willis. Ugh, Roseanne Barr is the worst. Yes. <laughs> well, that's 1989's Batman, directed by Tim Burton. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at po- ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch... That movie will go to the top of our list, and we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week, we're doing an Adam's Quarantine pick. Yes. 2003's Matchstick Men with Nick Cage, right? That's right. Nick Cage and Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Really? Are you really going to do that to me, Adam? This is this is a good one. I I, I chose it because it's a good movie. The, the, the whole oh. cor- idea of the quarantine pick is these are movies that people should have seen that they may have missed. So they were supposed to be underrated. Underrated, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that when I picked speed. Oh, I it was just anything. Oh, okay, no, whatever. Oh. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a good underrated movie. I want to. We're we're, wanna, um, it's, we're lawless yeah. right now because we're in the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one more movie. Actually, there's two more movies before the spoilies for this year. Yeah. So next week is my pick. Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men, and then there's one more there's that I chose more. because uh, there was a gap in the choices that we have made so far, uh-huh. which I will reveal next week. But yeah. there, there, there has been a gap this this uh, this season for spoilers, uh, which I rectified at the very end. There, nice. But, but Matchstick Men is uh, I I enjoy it so much. Okay, I know it's Nick Cage. By, by the way, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get caught off guard this year with spoilies. I've already printed out the spoilies list, and I'm already writing it in. Oh wow! Last year, damn it! Last oh. year I. Sh- just to let you know, last year I showed up for spoilies, and they're like, "Hey, do you know your picks?" I was like, "I didn't know I needed to have them ahead of time." You know, it's like, "Damn it!" You know, I have been formatting a list specifically for you guys, and I was I was going to ask Hollywood to help me figure out who's supporting and who's leading, <laughs> so I can make the list more accurate oh. for you guys. <laughs> so that's that, yeah, that that's, that's the toughest con- thing. Everyone always every year they get confused with a supporting and a main. Um, character yeah so like kim basinger even though she's not the lead she is the Batman f- is, she's she's still the lead actress lead female yeah lead female actress so the supporting oh. would have been the girl that got her scar yeah but, yeah 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 so it, it gets very convoluted yeah. but then Who okay be the supporting actor in this uh, batman or joker joker but Joker got top See, billing. But but they're both leading. See, then that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is it Jack yeah, Palance? Would it be Alfred? Alfred. He's the... Yeah. So then, so I think it's anyone who's not Joker or Batman. Okay. So then, all right. So uh, all the way back, the very first movie we did this this season, uh-huh. Fast and Furious Six. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, well, the lead is uh, it's uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel and and Paul Walker and Paul Walker. How about The Rock? Is he a lead or is he supporting? He's probably supporting. Okay. I think you have to look. I think they base that on screen time. Okay. And then for the female, is it Jordana Brewster or Michelle Rodriguez? Uh, or Gal Gadot? Is sixth when Michelle Rodriguez comes back to life where they thought she was dead? 
I think so, yeah. She would be the lead because yeah. the story is more focused on her. Okay, so the Jordana Brewster and Gal Gadot are supporting. supporting. Christ yes. almighty. All right. I know. I, I have a spreadsheet I've already started, uh, Hollywood. Uh, I'm going to share it with you so you can kind of just see if you help oh, me yeah, figure yeah, this yeah. out. Yeah, I'll help you guys. <laughs> yeah. Great. I got to change everything I've written down so far. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Maybe you did it right. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows who did it right? <laughs> I can say words. That's what I know. All right. It's been a pleasure, unless man. I'm a, unless I mistake. Yeah. Thanks for we'll coming back. Check uh, out Matchstick Men for next week. Oh, yeah. This was fun. I was glad. Uh, I'll come back for the spoilies. And then after that, uh, it depends on the, the baby and the schedule. Understood. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, having me back. And uh, I don't know. There's always an open microphone. Open Thank microphone you. for you or an open uh, Zoom window oh, yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. you to come uh, in on. Open invitation all the time. Well, we have to still do our emergency wrestling podcast that's true yeah i gotta get through the uh the second season of the uh dark side of the ring and then we're gonna dive into it oh before before we go the last episode of the dark side of the ring deals with the death of owen hart oh owen hart, he's a wrestler who like fell fell from the, from the cage yeah, yeah yeah so so uh the hart family sued vince mcmahon and they showed footage of the of the not trial but it was like the, they sued him in civil court okay and they asked him uh mr mcmahon and dude Remember the thing I sent you about Trump and McMahon? Yep. Okay. They asked him, uh, Mr. McMahon, uh, would you say that uh, Mr. Hart's death was the result of like a, a shoddy, you know, setup of the gear? And then Vince McMahon straight up goes, I don't appreciate your tone of that question. And what? they were watching it and she was like, "That that's something Donald Trump would say. They would ask him a question like in court and he would say, I don't appreciate your tone. Wow. The same guy, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, it's a fake question. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I look forward to that. Th- that, that I'm curious about that one because I've heard stories about that my entire life, and I've, I've seen clips here and there. It was it was like a, one of those giant cage matches, right? He was at the top of the cage, and he fell through a thing, or there was like a hole in the mi- middle of the. No, 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 no. He was supposed to come down on like a like a zip line straight down, but then the the hook that he was attached to was weak, oh. and he fell to his death. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I gotta I gotta watch that one. Yeah, you gotta watch that. Whew. But, uh, but yeah, this was fun. I got to go. I got to yep. go check on the baby. Yep. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you too. I'll see you guys again for the spoilies. All right. Have, have a good one.